Welcome to this week's podcast from Faith Christian Church. For more details, check out faithcc.com.au. We hope you enjoy this message. I want to read to you something out of Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1. You know, I was uh, reading this week in the paper and researchers have identified the single worst year in history. They looked at all the years, they've counted back in history, and they realized through all their analysis that they found the worst year in the history of the world. It was the year AD 536. Praise God you didn't live back in those days, eh? AD 536, researchers say, was the worst year in the history of the world. Who reckons we've lived through some pretty bad times? Nothing compared to this year. So everything went wrong that year. It was 18 straight months of fog. Because of that, the crops withered and died. It was the darkest moment in the Dark Ages. The Western Roman Empire had collapsed 60 years earlier, and so there was chaos amongst the known world. Snow fell in the summer. Who knows, that would not be good for Australia. <laughs> Snow fell in the summer. People starved en masse because of that. The bubonic plague swept through civilization, wiping out half of the world. And they reckon when they analysed it years and years later in today's technology, researchers realised through their own analysis that it came down to one single issue, volcanic ash. Vaporised glass, sulphur, were all blasted into the sky, creating a thin film reflecting sunlight back into space. Now, one of the researchers says that the ash appears to have come from a volcano in North America or maybe even perhaps Iceland. But the point is this one event, one event triggered the worst year in the history of the world. One event. Now, you reverse that tonight. Think about for us the hope we have, the confidence we have, one event for us triggered the greatest day in history. The day that God sent his son to the earth so that you and I can have a relationship with him. That one event didn't make it the best year in history, made it the best for all of history and all of time. Today, you and I, we celebrate and we worship and we honour God, not because it's the religious thing to do, but because we know that he's changed us on the inside. Come on, who knows what I'm talking about today? That one event 2,000 years ago impacted our lives so powerfully today because we serve a God who loves us and he cares for us. Our faith is filled with great moments like these. Significant moments, moments of blessing and breakthrough. You know, I often hear people say, if God just saved me and that was it, then that is enough. And absolutely true, that is enough. 
But the reality is God loves us so much that I don't know about you, but in my relationship with him, he's always given me more great moments, one after the other, one after the other, one after the other. Come on, who knows that? You know. Genesis chapter 1 speaks about the days that God created. Six days he created, on the seventh he rested. And every day he created something new, he said that it was good. And I said this on Sunday to our church. I said, what good things is God going to create out of your life in 2019? Because I want to say this to you tonight. There are many times that man tries to create things and it turns into a dismal failure. There's heartache, there's pain. But when God creates something out of your life, it never turns bad. It always turns good. What good things is God going to create? What good experiences, what good moments of inspiration and blessing. You know, we're going to pray into the new year in just a few moments. One of the things that I want to pray into people's lives here tonight are new moments of inspiration, new moments of creativity. Let me say this, there's some of you here tonight, you've been dealing with the same problem year after year after year after year with the same level of thinking. Let me say this, the same level of thinking is not going to fix that problem. You need a new revelation. You need a new creativity. You need a new inspiration to deal with that issue that constantly comes after you again and again and again. And we serve a God who created the world. We serve a God who is the master of creativity, who is the master of inspiration and revelation. And if he did that to the world, he can do that for you and I in 2019. It is not God's will for any person who loves the Lord to go around the same mountain dealing with the same problem, having to wrestle with the same issue again and again and again. God does not want you and I to survive. God wants you and I to thrive in the kingdom of God. So many Christians I know just survive. Their marriage just survives. Their relationships with their kids just survive. They just live on the emotional poverty line. They are no different to the world. Jesus said this. He said, the thief has come to rob, kill, and destroy, but I have come to give life and life to the full. And I don't know about you, but full to me does not mean surviving. Full to me does not mean just living on the emotional poverty line. Full to me is an understanding that I can live in an emotional abundance. You know, years ago when I used to, you know, work in the secular workforce and I used to work in retail and, uh, you know, every weekend, you know, the guys, they'd go out and they'd get drunk and they'd get plastered and they'd be wasted and Monday morning they'd come to work. <laughs> I go, why would you guys do that to yourself? Honestly, look at you. you know, and I walk bounding in on Monday morning. Hey, how you going? Don't speak so loudly. My head is hurting. <laughs> it's just like they say, why are you always happy? There's always a smile on your face. Because there's an abundance within me that you don't have. There's an abundance within me that Johnny Walker can't give you. Everyone's laughing because they know what Johnny Walker is. That's a worry right there. Because there's an abundance on the inside. Great moments was not just when you got saved. God wants to give you great moments in 2019. Great moments in your marriage. Great moments with your children. Great moments in your workplace. Great moments. 
I want to read this to you out of Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1, the creation of the world. Since we're about to move into a, a new year, it's good to read again when the years first started, all the way back then, thousands of years ago. And then we're going to pray. It says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. The Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning. And there was the first day. And God said, Let there be a vault between the waters to separate the water from the water. And so God made the vault, and he separated the water under the vault from the water above it, and it was so. And God called the vault sky, and there was evening, and there was morning. It's the second day. And God said, let the water under the sky be gathered to one place and let dry ground appear. And it was so. And God called the dry ground land and he gathered the waters he called seas and God saw that it was good. And then God said, let the land produce vegetation, seed bearing plants and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it according to their various kinds. And it was so. The land produced vegetation, plant bearing seed according to their kinds and tree bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kinds and God saw that it was good. There was evening, there was morning. It's the third day. And God said, let there be lights in the vault of the sky to separate the day from the night. Let them serve as signs to mark sacred times and days and years and let them be lights in the vault of the sky to give light to the earth. And it was so and God made two great lights, the greater light to govern the day, the lesser night light to govern the night. He also made the stars. And God set them in the vault of the sky to give them the light on the earth, to govern the day and the night, and to separate the night from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the fourth day. And God said, let the water teem with living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the vault of the sky. And so God created the great creatures of the sea and every living thing with which the water teems that moves about in it according to their kinds and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good and God blessed them and said, be fruitful and increase in number and fill the water in the seas and let the birds increase on the earth. There was evening and there was morning the fifth day. And God said, let the land produce living creatures according to their kinds and the livestock and the creatures that move around on the ground and the wild animals, each according to its kind. And it was so. And God made the wild animals according to their kinds, the livestock according to their kinds, and all the creatures that move along the ground according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. And then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals and over the creatures that move along on the ground. And so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. He created them and God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky over every living creature that moves on the ground. And then God said, I will give Give you every seed bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food and to all the beasts of the field and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along on the ground, everything that has breath of life in it. I give every green plant for food and it was so. And God saw that what he had made and it was good. And there was evening and morning the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were complete in their vast array. And by the seventh day, God had finished the work that he'd been doing. And so on the seventh day, he rested 
from all of his work. That was a pretty productive week. And then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it he rested from all the work of creating that that he had done. You know what blows my mind out of this passage is that God did all of this out of nothing. Out of nothing. He had nothing to work with. And yet he created all of that out of nothing. No template. No historical context. No model to go after. Think about it. He created the model that all the other models would be shaped after. You know, in our creativity, every painting, every song, every instrument, every invention, every storyline, every creative process always has its origins out of something someone saw, someone experienced, someone felt, someone heard. We talk about being inspired by great things. We listen to musicians and we say, how did you get that song? And they say, well, I was walking down the road and I went down to the beach and I saw the rivers roll and something inspired me or I was with a person that I love very much or they inspired me. But the reality is God created all of this out of nothing. Why? Because he doesn't need inspiration. He is inspiration. He doesn't need revelation. He is revelation. He is the word. He is the revelation word. And I don't have time to go into it tonight. But you know, there's, there's a whole lot of research that has been done on how to stay inspired. There's a whole lot of research done on how to actually live inspirationally. Many, many people don't get, the, get themselves out of a hole because they just don't feel inspired to. They lose motivation. You know, people know often what the solution is, but they just don't want to do it because they're either tired, they're weary, they've been beaten down, they just have lost their inspiration, they've lost their tenacity to push through. And so researchers, psychologists have done a lot of research on what it is to actually live inspired. How do you have keys to live with inspiration? You know, you can have a problem, and if you're inspired to get out of it, you will. But if you're not inspired to get out of it, you just stay where you are. Come on, who knows what I'm talking about tonight? Right. You know that thing's not good for you, but you just lack the motivation to get out of it. And so you stay in the same problem, the same difficulty, the same pain, the same mountain, because you've just got nothing left. And yet inspiration creates new pathways, new solutions. It creates a new song in the darkness. In this study, they found three ingredients. Three ingredients you need in order to stay inspired. You want to know what they are? No? Come next Sunday. See you later. They say inspiration comes from these three fundamental ideas. Beauty, goodness, and truth. Beauty, goodness, and truth. You know what the Bible says about these three? Philippians 4 verse 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely... Whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, 
think about such things. Church woven into the Word of God is God's blueprint for you and I to live inspired so that we don't need to live on the emotional poverty line just getting through life woven into the fabric of God's Word that only now researchers are understanding the potency of that are the things that we can embrace to get the answer for every problem, to get the key for every solution, to be inspired to find new ideas for problems, to get new revelation to the same mountain that we've been going around. The God of the universe the one who is the source of all inspiration gives us the ability to live inspired. And maybe right now you're tired, you don't feel exactly really inspired. Maybe you're probably saying, would this guy just shut up? I just want to go home and go to bed. But I'm going to pray for you tonight that 2019 is a year of inspiration for you. Right? That this year, next year, this year, next year, oh my Lord, next year, is a year that God will give you revelation about some of the things that you're facing. Woven in His Word, woven in the DNA of being a believer in Jesus is the ability to find the solution to every problem that you are facing. God does not want to make you live your life wondering what the next thing is and how we're going to resolve that and how and I have got no answers. God wants to give you answers. If He created the world in six days, He can find a solution to your problem. And I pray that 2019 is not a year that you go around the same mountain, but it's a year for you to climb new mountains, conquer new Goliaths, start to hit new things, start to speak into new things. Prophetically, you begin to see new breakthroughs because God is giving you the mind of Christ. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from Faith Christian Church. To stay up to date, check us out at our website, faithcc.com.au.